0: You're listening to the She's on Her Toes podcast, episode 12. She's on Her Toes podcast is about getting ahead in the business of fitness. We'll take a real life look at what it takes to own and operate a boutique fitness studio, sharing what it's really like to run a business. You know, all the stuff they don't teach you in business school. Welcome to the She's On Her Toes podcast, episode 12. I am Carolyn Hearn, and as always, joined with me today are my two managers, Emily Gustafson and Christina Shafka. And we are back at it, talking about another exciting topic, the best ways to beat the summer fitness slump. So I know we've all heard about that. I guess before we get into the topic... I just want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. Over the last couple weeks, we have really seen an uptick in listening. However, we have not seen that many people leave reviews. So if you are listening to the podcast and the numbers indicate that uh, our analytics indicate that you are, that's awesome. We really appreciate it. But we would love to hear from you. So if you are enjoying the content or have some suggestions for us, please leave a review. And uh, that would be awesome. Like, it really helps us understand what it is that you would uh, be interested in hearing. And then also, uh, it helps other people find the podcast as well. So, like, the more reviews we have, the more the podcast will be suggested to other people to listen and download. So we would really appreciate it. Since we do not have ads on this podcast, we would love for you to leave a review and help us out that way so we can grow the audience. All right. Well, getting back to the topic at hand, the best ways to beat the summer fitness slump. I mean, it seems counterintuitive. Wouldn't you want to work out in the summer? All those shorts, cute sundresses, rompers, and bathing suits, they show more skin and require more confidence than your baggy winter sweaters. But alas, no. What seems like a busy time for fitness is actually known in the industry as the dreaded summer fitness slump. Uh, You know, that time when it seems like almost all of your clients head out of town to the beach, the mountains, fabulous trips to Europe and the Caribbean, and a few more trips to the beach for good measure. It's a time for fitness studio owners to hunker down, (laughs) spend as little money as possible, clean out your back storage room, and anxiously await your vacationing clients to all come back for a busy fall. I mean, please come back. You haven't forgotten us, right? All right, but what if you could evade the summer slump? Is it possible to actually grow your client base in the so-called slow summer months? You're damn right it is. In fact, adding clients in the summer is possible. We have done it multiple summers in a row, so we know that it can happen. There is a segment of the population that doesn't take a three-month vacation. I know that's hard to believe, (laughs) but it's true. And unfortunately, as they are, those poor vacationless souls, they can keep your summers busy, which is a great morale boost for your team, not to mention nice for your finances. Today, we're going to talk about three ways to beat the summer fitness slump. And I'm excited to have Emily and Christina share their thoughts on this with us because uh, I've written about this topic before on the blog, so I think it'll be really good to get their thoughts as well. All right. Well, let's get going. Sun's out, guns out. Why does the summer slump exist? We're wearing less clothes, going to the beach and the pool. So why does workout attendance drop?
1: That's such a good question. I think (laughs) that so many things happen at the same time in the summer for people that priorities change a little bit. Um, if you are a parent, you're, you really have to change your schedule. You have um, your kids. You might be sending them to some camps or taking vacations with them, but all of a sudden they're at home with you. I know a lot of times parents have to really finagle their way back into the studio. But even if you don't have kids, it's kind of a mindset in the summertime it's time to relax. It's time to (laughs) kick back and have a drink by the pool. Whereas maybe in the middle of December, you'd be going to the gym because it's dark outside and it's cold. So it's one of those things that the time of the year just kind of lends itself to a different mindset for people and they fall out of the habit. And one thing that we see is if you fall out of the habit, getting back into the habit's hard. So oh, yeah. that's the biggest goal is trying to make sure people don't fall out of the habit. So maybe your schedule changes a little bit or you don't get in here as much or you have to kind of adjust... But we want to avoid people totally dropping off for three months because the likelihood of them, them coming back is so much lower. Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah, it's, like, almost impossible. Like, once you get out of the habit, like, how are you going to get back on the wagon? Like Yeah. I mean, it's
2: almost like you have to start all over again, and that that's harder than it is if you were to just stay steady and maybe not come as much but still continue to come and not totally drop off. Because I think, like Emily said, your schedule changes and then – Not that people make excuses, but it's easier to uh, find a way to be like, well, I don't have time today. I've got the kids or, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm in a wedding this weekend because it is wedding season. You know, June, I feel like. Yeah, those pictures are forever, people. (laughs) 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 You need to be at your best. Um, But it's just so easy to be, to make those reasons why you can't make it into the studio, but it's that much harder to come back.
0: Well, I think I'm just going to be a little bit more blunt. I mean, you are saying, Christina, <laughs> that uh, it's you know not necessarily about excuses. Well, I think it is about excuses. Okay. I think <laughs> there. Yeah, no, I, I <laughs> yeah, no, I gotcha. But I think there are a lot of excuses in the summer, and I just witnessed one today earlier this morning we had somebody come in, and then when, you know, it came time to figure out, like, what the next step was to get the next package, it, there was all, oh, but I'm going out of town, oh, but I've got all these things to do, how about you just start, I mean, what is, like, what's wrong with that concept, like, I feel like when you just start something that you're, like, and she, uh, this person obviously had an awesome time, she loved it, she was, like, really excited, and, like, but it's, like, why don't you just start? And then you will find the opportunity to keep going. You know what I mean? Like if you don't start, then you don't start and you get nothing. But if you start working out, then it's like you start like getting into that mindset and then you almost find more chances to work out. I mean, that's at least been my experience. Like, there are a zillion things in this business that, like, I just need to start. And once I do, then it's like, oh, why didn't I do that earlier? Yeah. Yeah. I sure. mean.
1: Or, and it also seems that when vacations come up, it kind of, people think, oh, I don't want to do it yet because I have this big vacation. But you're gone for a week. Right? Yeah. Or you're, you're gone for two yeah. weeks. That doesn't mean, like, you're not being knocked off. Not oh, knocked you're gone for four, four months, months. Yeah. You Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. But yeah. It, that week, Vacation, that two-week vacation, a lot of times turns into a month or two months of falling out of your routine. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, and so that's another part of the summer that's so hard is. I don't want to say arguing but like talking yeah, yeah. with people and they say like oh I'm gone for a week and in my mind I'm always like oh, okay have a great week and like we'll come back you Monday we're still morning. here yeah. yeah for a lot of people it turns into like oh well we went on vacation and then we came back and you know seven things and I have all of a sudden I haven't been back in the studio in two months yeah yeah,
0: yeah. I mean just get just get going just start yeah yeah I mean for sure like I said, with biz- things in business, too. I mean, there, I have a list of, like, potential projects that is probably, like, 10 pages long. And, I mean, I just need to start one of them. And just, like, I will find the time. Once I get started, I just, I, I know I will figure out how to finish it. You know what I mean, like, mm-hmm. and you're so right. Like when people say, "Oh yeah, I'm out of town for a week," that really does kind of like lengthen, because then you get back and you're like, "Oh, I'm tired," or "Oh, like
1: recovering from my trip." Yeah, like, oh, oh, yeah. A yeah. week to get back into my oh. work schedule, yeah. and then. But really, all you're doing is letting go of all of your habits and your consistency yeah. that you've built. Yeah. And absolutely, you should take vacations. And if on vacation you don't want to exercise, don't exercise and enjoy it. But when you get back, it's time to get back into your routine. And that's those <laughs> are the most successful people. So when those people that can jump right back in yeah. and keep
0: going. It's that um- discipline we keep talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, I think today we are going to talk about three ways to beat the summer slump. And these are things that we have done um, consistently over the last, I want to say like at least three summers or maybe even four summers here. The first one I want to talk about, is not switching to a summer schedule by consolidating your classes and i'll say when i first opened the studio uh, i totally felt like i guess victim to this mistake and you know i heard from other owners that oh yeah like you have to like go to a summer schedule you have to cut your classes and I did that. So we had a 9 uh, an 8:30 class and then we also had a 9:45 class and I just was like, "Oh, well with all the, you know, the moms kind of going on vacation and like having their kids uh, you know, not in school, we could probably just like consolidate that to like an 8:30 class and not have the 9:45." Oh my god, that was literally the wrong choice. Like People couldn't understand why we only had the one class at 8.30 and not also at 9.45. We actually probably lost like 20 people because they were so confused by like that we didn't have that 9.45 class anymore. And then, of course, we added it back like in the fall, but none of them came back. Like, I mean, it was a complete fail. Like I and I will never do that again. Um, I guess I will say, you know, we do have, like, a 3 o'clock class in the afternoon, um, and that is predominantly attended by students at uh, the local university that is close to us at Wake Forest, and we do cancel that one in the summer, but, like, because those people legitimately are gone, nobody misses that class from Monday through Thursday. We still have it on Friday because... A lot of people like to leave work early on Friday to get their class in at 3, and apparently noon is too early. So uh, we still keep that class on Friday. Yeah, no, like consolidating your classes, especially in like the morning times and the evening times. One time I tried to consolidate the five thirty and the six thirty just to five thirty and oh my I think like they were ready to like there's a rebellion. Yeah, I mean I think people were getting pitchforks <laughs> and they were about ready to like come to the house and maybe like burn something in front of it to like get my attention. But yeah, no, I mean yeah, I guess you know, if you consistently have maybe like one person show up, then I guess you need to Reevaluate. But if you have a steady group of people and then you're going to take that class away and then they're not going to come back, like you should really think about that. I mean, it's literally maybe like what two and a half months before everyone comes back to school. Like, what is that cost to you? I mean, you should do the math on this one. So figure out like what it is you have to pay the teacher versus how many clients will be attending. I mean, honestly, if you're breaking even, then you probably just want to keep the class on there just because it's confusing to yeah, clients. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, if a whole group of people is not going to show up for a whole summer and then as we say get out of the habit of working out with you and remembering like why they like to come to your studio, then It's not worth it. We don't want to add
2: another (laughs) excuse for them. I know, right? take that time away. Right. So
0: I know this is probably controversial, and I'm sure some people would disagree with this, but every time I've done it, I've been burned in a bad way, and I wish that I hadn't done it. Because we all know it's a numbers game. If you lose, like, a huge group of people because of a decision like that, you're going to have to work infinitely harder because you're not just going to find 20 more people right away you're going to have to probably find like 60 to get to that 20 right i At mean least. and that's like that's you know a lot of work yeah a lot of work. <laughs> yeah so anyways all right well like what's another one uh what's another way that we've found to kind of beat the summer slump
1: so we love to schedule pop-ups and community events in the summers. So yeah. it's such a great time to do it for a number of reasons. One, people want to be outside yeah. people they mm-hmm. love you know pre bars an indoor workout, your workout or your, your business may be um, indoor outdoor but if you, if we can take that outside where people want to be anyways it's Gives them a whole nother level, something else to look forward to. Oh, I'm taking class outside at this beautiful location today and any other community events, events that you can work in. So, for example, we love to partner with the Forsyth County backpack program. Yep. So anytime we can include them in this, in the summer or on our events, we love to do that. And your staff might have a little bit more time in the summer. Things are just hopefully you're keeping up your, um, routines and your schedules, but you might have a little bit more time. Your um, employees maybe have a little bit more time from work. So a lot of times we can get a big group of people there and it really helps in keeping the excitement and yeah. getting new clients. So uh, we have really seen that when you schedule a pop-up, wherever it is, any location, we you get brand new people that probably would have never walked into your studio. And we've even had people say, Oh, I would never have come and tried this, but my friend was doing it and it was here at this restaurant that I love, so we decided to come and I loved it. So it just gives you a chance to kind of touch a different client base that you may not have ever been able to get into the studio. And the summer is just a really great time to do that. You have a little bit more flexibility and people have flexibility in their schedule. Um, So a couple things that we always think about when we're doing events. If you're going to do an event and you want to get a large number of people there, make it a free event. So when you charge yeah. for
0: an event. Oh, yeah. yeah. like
1: <laughs> make it free. So we've, do, we've done this multiple ways. And it's not that you sh- you shouldn't have paid events. That's another thing, and that's fine. Or like a
0: donation or event. Or a donation yeah. pass. Yeah.
1: And I was going to say, if you do have a paid event, if you partner with a charity, a lot of time that mm-hmm. and you donate part of the ticket, that goes really well. But if you're looking to bring in new people and get new contact information and meet new people that you might not have met inside your studio, make the event free. It's going to cost you as far as your time and your staff, and if you have to bring anything. But in the long run, you're going to get a lot more people that show up than if you did a paid event. So we always do better when we do free. Um, and we definitely have had some really great paid events as well. But if you're looking to bring in a big client base, that's an awesome way to do it. And we like to do these once a month. So if you can kind of look at your summer schedule, so maybe you're looking at two or three. Maybe if you add one at the beginning, maybe four events. So it doesn't have to be overwhelming. You definitely don't want to over schedule yourself. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, much. like,
0: yeah. is it possible to have too yeah, many absolutely. events? absolutely. So think yeah. about,
1: like, when you're doing your calendar or your social media marketing and – You never want to feel like you're bombarding your clients. Oh, I have to post like seven times today because we have 47 things going on. And if they don't know about it, then, well, I can promise you their clients stopped looking after like your third (laughs) post. So whatever your last four posts were, they never even got the information. And if you put it all in one big post, they didn't read it. So you want to make it... So that you can get the, new, the information out there to everybody, give them enough time to plan and get there. So, if you're doing an event every week and you're you're telling everybody about it on Monday, and your clients or your these people have to get their schedules changed, and they're, you're just not going to have people show up at your event. So, yeah, you kind
0: of need like a two week at least, yeah. like.
1: Yeah, you lag need to, time yeah, to sure.
0: start promoting, right? Yeah, you yeah. need you
1: need two weeks to promote. You need that time to answer questions if people call, um, to get yourself set up staff wise, and to to make sure that you're going to have enough people there. So. Try not to overdo it, but just know we really like to have one a month. That's a really great number for us just because we can take that month. And as you know, there's a lot of back-end planning. So you have time to plan, you have time to market, you have time to get clients there, and you're not feeling like, oh my goodness, we have three days to get 50 people. How are we going to get them? Because you're probably not going to get them that way. So kind of look at your schedule and just see what makes sense for you. But four, of, four events that bring in... 20, 30 new clients every event, maybe more. And That's way more than you would have if you hadn't scheduled anything outside of the studio. So if you look at it that way, it's totally worth your time. We have, we, in the beginning, we rented equipment, we yeah. borrowed equipment. Yeah, and I'm and glad we... you're talking about this. because <laughs> yeah, like this having, having the right one.
0: equipment really can make the difference between having a good event versus having, like... Yes. Yeah. An okay event. Yes. And, yeah. So the
1: first thing is if you're going, if, you're, if we're talking about a fitness studio and you are in a big space, you need quality equipment so that everybody can hear you. And you don't want to be setting up or getting ready to start and have to worry about if something is going to work or not. So in the beginning, we, and you may be here or you may be beyond this, but we rented from somebody that we could trust, that we knew mm-hmm. was going to be in charge, that was going to make everything work. And honestly, that was great. It worked out well. They yeah. came, they set up the equipment.
0: They was, ran the equipment. They ran the equipment.
1: <laughs> they yeah. took care of all of that. We put the mic on and pressed play on the music and we knew that we were good to go. And that's a great feeling and that worked really well mm-hmm. for us once we realized these were things that we were gonna be doing over and over again, Mm -hmm. you start to look at the cost, it's not cheap to rent that equipment, so we started looking into what could we do to kind of decrease the cost of every event so that we weren't taking such a big hit every time that we did this so we invested in some really great equipment that we now can set up in 30 seconds and we know that it's going to work and we take it with us and we don't even have to think twice about it when we're going to set up events we can literally say to the person that we're working with we have all the equipment we'll have it ready we'll take care of it and you don't even have to worry about it so if you're interested in looking um for some pieces that you can take with you out at these public events we purchased a kd canopy uh we've had this for a couple years yeah it's a tent and we set it up and it has our logo on it and it's we try to put it in a really central location and everybody knows oh there's the clear bar tent we're gonna go right there yeah it's like great for
0: signups that everyone knows oh follow the tent or Mm -hmm. then also for pictures too like it just makes it look super professional so
1: how many times have you gone to an event or been to an event and you don't know where to go you like walk up and you're looking around and you're not sure like where are all the people let me follow the herd of people Mm -hmm. kind of eliminates that even if somebody doesn't realize where they're going they see the pure bar tent and and then all of a sudden we can kind of corral them and it allows us to touch base with everybody so it's not like you have a 100 people walk up and you haven't Talk to anybody you have no idea who you've talked to who you haven't talked to you kind of set that up as um as something that people walk to and then it really sets you up for a great event after that
0: well like even like uh beyond the just uh the uh the tent itself I mean I almost want to say like the table cover the table. Was, yes. was like the best investment ever it's just like a plastic table cover that is made with super high quality like you know nylon the same as the tent so I mean we've used that thing inside outside Mm -hmm. like in the studio out the studio like everywhere uh obviously it says um pure bar on it across like really big it looks professional it's easily recognizable because it's red so yeah having just having like the right equipment for your marketing is important and then, yeah, I totally want you to talk about the sound. I guess just to tell everyone, we will have all of the links to the company that we bought the tent from as well as the links for the um, stereo equipment and the portable sound system that we bought in the show notes. So you just have to go to She's On her Toes com and you can find all of that information. But, yeah, let's talk about the sound equipment. Yeah, too.
1: so the sound equipment was really something that, was a little out of our comfort or my comfort zone anyway. So when we went, we started thinking about buying some equipment. We have a really wonderful sound guy that we worked with initially Mm -hmm. and he kind of sparked the idea and said like, Hey, this is what I bring to the event that you're using. Yeah. Why don't you just look into getting your own, which is really great of him as giving us that business, taking that business away. But it truly was something that we thought about and it's been one, it's been 100% worth it. So we purchased the Welltron was to five portable Bluetooth active tower speaker. We're going to link that. So don't feel like you yeah. have to write it down. <laughs> um, but the, the company that we worked with gave us a great recommendation and it's, it's about, it's over $400, which does seem expensive in the beginning, but we were paying the rental company at least $400, yeah. sometimes more for time or yeah. ha- if we had the, if we needed the equipment longer. So you literally are paying this off in one event two events, you're saving money. Um, So it really was something that made sense for us to go go and try. It's great we've used it in outdoor events. We've Mm -hmm. used it in indoor events. It has different levels. So you can set it up in a small room and still have a great quality. You can set it up in a pretty big Mm -hmm. space outside. We have not been at a space that's been too big for this speaker yet.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it's super professional. It sounds just just like you would be in the studio. And I guess like kind of back to that beginning thought that we were talking about, you know, when you just start something, you find like more ways to use it. I mean, I would almost say like buying this equipment has really allowed us to do more events like this and really find more ways to use the speaker. I mean, we've used it in at like a fashion show that we've had, we've used it, we've used it at our anniversary parties. So I mean, there's really it's almost like you just you almost wonder, like, why you didn't have it before. And
2: it's yeah. less time you have to spend planning and scheduling oh, with yeah. other people. So that's, yeah. you know, Time is money
1: and yeah. you know, so well and when you are the one responsible. So I we have the event at five, I know that I can bring the equipment and set it up and it will be in yeah. I don't yeah. have to worry about somebody yeah. getting stuck in traffic or well, most people we've always worked with are extremely reliable. You just don't know and you're working off their time frame, I gotta make sure I get there in time, mm-hmm. I gotta set up with them. And it just allows you to be in a little bit more control of what's happening and make sure that you provide an experience. That yeah. is going to impress your clients oh, and yeah. make people want to come in.
0: Well, and like I just another <laughs> like helpful tip here: uh, <laughs> if you have American Express points, I bought this off of Amazon, so I was able to use points, which made it almost free. So oh. I mean, that was huge. Even better. Yeah. Even better.
1: Yeah. It, much yeah. easier to take that plunge that way than having to pay for it outright. <laughs> um, and I will say, I'll just add finally to this it's so easy to set up. I didn't, I'm not a directions reader. I didn't <laughs> need to read the directions. It's honestly, you plug in three chords. I think it's three chords and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. And you set it up and you plug it into a, a power outlet and you're good to go. So you can teach anybody on your team to do it. If you can't be there, there's an event all of a sudden you can't make. Anybody on your team can set this up and there are pictures on the back to yeah. help you. It is yeah. really, really simple, and it's, made.
0: Not it's not no. heavy. It's not
1: heavy. You can fit. It's not huge. Like you, it's not like you need a huge car um, to transport it. It just really makes sense and it provides a wonderful experience. Um, So that's totally worth it if you're gonna be using something like that regularly. And then we luckily can plug our microphone into the speaker so that you're playing your music and your mic all through the same thing. And the, the microphone that we're using is a Samsung Airline 77 headset wireless system with fitness microphone. So it's the same one that we use in the studio which is really nice because anybody that's teaching your class is going to feel really comfortable. It's the same thing that they would use in the studio, it's the same thing the clients are used to seeing when they're in the studio. So it really provides kind of a seamless experience. And like I said, it connects really easy. So you plug it in and you're good to go. You turn it on, and you make sure you have enough space between the two. And honestly, it's that simple. We typically bring backup things, so backup mic, make sure your music's. Charged. We've totally had that happen before. Make sure your like iPod is charged. If you're using one, bring a backup battery. Just be prepared. But once you've done a couple of these, it's it gets so much easier. I mean, I can like literally prepare for a pop up in twenty minutes now. Like our stuff's ready. We grab it we're good to go, we just need the space so if you're if if you're interested in doing some of these community events, just set yourself up to have a really positive experience. Do a little planning on the back end first so that you feel comfortable walking in and then once you 've done a couple, they are going to be so much easier, and you 'll be amazed at how quick you can get them done.
0: yeah, I guess I would just add June, I would not recommend uh, removing the uh, Mic and everything from your existing stereo and just taking it with you because, I mean, you just don't know. What if it rains or what if somebody stole it or what if somebody stepped on it or something or, haven't read what if you brought it back and plugged it in and it didn't work anymore? You just don't want to... Then you'd be out for at least, you know, a day or so, you know, in the studio. So I would just have everything separate. We just keep it all in, um, like, a bag and a box and we literally, like go to the box and make sure Mm -hmm. everything's plugged, you know, make sure everything's charged. And then we just put that in the car and take it. And then everything just kind of stays separate in the box. And And I will will add one more
1: thing. We're talking about, like, logistics. When you pack up your class, you pack up all your equipment, you're done, you're heading back to the studio, I would leave everything ready as if you could just grab it and go the next day. We always check it beforehand, but always put the things back where they go. I always change the battery. I always charge the iPod. So that Mm -hmm. then if for some reason, like, let's think, let's say that I just totally blanked on doing any of that stuff Mm -hmm. and we have to run out to a pop-up, it's ready, and I'm not, you know, scrambling.
0: Because that actually happened once. Um, Yes, it did. Yeah, (laughs) I got a call. I'm doing this, um, like, thing called Leadership Winston-Salem, and we were supposed to have a (laughs) – somebody come and teach us a Zumba class one morning as part of our program day, and the person got the flu and was sick. So our executive director called and asked if I could teach the class instead, since I was already gonna be there, and I was like, ah, let me go get all my equipment, and literally drove up to the studio, got it, and didn't even look in the box or the bag to see like that I had everything and showed up and of course everything was already in there and we set it up and had the class so like that is a prime example. I mean, you just don't know. Like, yeah. Just don't, there just, yeah. There could be an emergency. could an emergency that needs your peer bar assistance.
2: So <laughs> a, peer bar, a peer
0: bar emergency <laughs> just pops up.
1: Yeah. And it's so much easier when everything's yeah. just
2: ready to go. And you don't want to have a missed opportunity either. Right. That, yeah. We have yeah. some people that have come in from yeah. that little the yeah, cost we did
0: but yeah. that's true you're right like yeah. that would have been a complete missed opportunity if yeah. we had not like yeah. and been prepared
1: and if we didn't have our own equipment we would never have been able to no. do oh, that oh yeah. no never have yeah. been able no. to do that so, so no. if, you, if you have yourself little investment up front but it's going to pay off in the long run
0: yeah i mean do you have any other tips on scheduling a big event or scheduling like a pop-up
1: i would say think about who in your area in your community um It would be most beneficial to you to work with. So we've done pop ups. Um, at parks and things that there's no second member and that's fine it's a big open space and a lot of times people really enjoy that but we have also partnered with local companies and we would never just walk out and partner with a random company like think about if you're if you're thinking about doing some um, work together with people think about places that have similar client base think about places that maybe have a client base that you haven't been able to tap into that you could then tap into if you go and do an event with them be really mindful of who you work with. And just know that a lot of times um, you can work with somebody that's going to help you bring uh, their client base in and you get a whole new group of people that may not have ever seen your Facebook event or your invite or your email. So be really mindful and strategic of people that you can work with.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Like having Forming a partnership is really important that you just kind of set up the I guess, parameters of, like, who's doing what. Make sure you're very specific about, you know, who's doing what work and how the partnership is benefiting your business, how your, you know, counterpart expects it to benefit their business. Because you definitely don't want to be resentful at the end of the event and be like, oh, man, we did all the work and they, like, got all the glory and all the clients and all the prospects. Because that is not a beneficial partnership and it just... It's not. It's yeah. just not worth it.
1: Yeah, but yeah. Think about. Yeah, be mindful and just try to work with people that you trust and that yeah. are going to benefit. That are going to benefit you as well. Because as you as you know, as business owners and managers, you, you get approached by people all the time. <laughs> yeah. And while you do want to work with, you want to work with every. You want to be there and help everyone and do everything. You do have to stop and kind of look back and take a second and just think like, okay, is this going to be the right person for me? And if not, you just you know, I'm so sorry, we're busy maybe another time. And then you find somebody, if you find somebody Mm -hmm. you're available and you've allowed your calendar to be open and you really can take advantage of that rather than booking with people that maybe just aren't the right fit
0: for you. I mean, that's like a whole other podcast topic, how to say no and how to evaluate like the... You know, most beneficial opportunities for you. Because that's the one thing that I have really worked on over the last year is that, you know, when you say yes to everything, and again, I'm sure we'll talk, maybe we'll talk about this next week. (laughs) When you say yes to everything, that means that you have to say no to other things. Like, you cannot do everything. And if you're not picking your opportunities or picking the things that you are working on uh, to make sure that they are, beneficial and giving you you know the best like exposure or the best you know return on investment all these things I mean then that means you're you could have done something else that may have been a better fit for you so yeah maybe we should (laughs) stay tuned (laughs) yeah maybe we should talk about that next but yeah like Christina I know you wanted to talk about our third and final way to beat the summer slump. Um. Sure,
2: yeah. So another way we have found to beat the summer slump is starting a new challenge around this time. And it's a good way to keep – it's a multi-month challenge. So we either do – last summer we did a two-month one. And this summer we've done something a little different that will last at the end of the year. We'll come back to that. But it's a really good way to get clients to continue to come take class during the summer months and to engage them and to get their energy back up if it has – Uh, gone down a little bit or they're on the verge of hitting the summer slump and keep it Mm -hmm. from happening and it's a good mid-year sort of way to just sort of revamp everything back up and give people more incentives to come into the studio and show up. So when we started this summer and I do want to say last summer we had a really good challenge. It was two months and I believe it started in June. Yeah, it's like June and July. June and July. And, um, um, but this one, this is going back to, you know, you need to change things. Like that one did work, but we don't want to do the same thing over and over again. We want to keep things fresh and whatnot. So the one we've started this summer lasts through the end of the year, and it's called the Ruby Bar Challenge. And... It requires you to take 15 classes a month. It is free, which is awesome because pretty much every other challenge, like the one last summer, you had to pay for it, which it did have a lot of really amazing things as a part of it, but this one is a really easy way. You don't have to think about it. You just say, yes, put my name on the board, and everyone... I, there are more people than I expected to. I mean, we had to get another. We had board. to get a second. Board. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and
0: I'll take a picture of the board and put it with the post. Like I hope y'all check it out. It's really cute. Yeah, like they. It really are, is. Yeah, <laughs> we've got um, these little rubies that we've made mm-hmm. that are magnetized that people can put by their names when they take their fifteen classes at the end of each month. So. Yeah, I think people are going to be really excited once they start moving those rubies in front of their names.
2: Yes, and we've made it really flexible for everyone, which I think is another thing you have to do. You want to make the challenge work for your clients because we've made it to where even if you are out of town and you take in another studio, that still counts. You're still going and taking your classes. We will count that, which is sort of big because I don't think we've – We've done that before? Uh,
1: um, some yeah. yeah. We've, just we've sort of depends, I guess, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Um, But I just think that's really awesome. So the beauty of it is you can take an average. If you don't, you aren't able to make it as much one month, the next month you can make up for it and just make sure that you have 15, an average of 15 throughout the end of the year. And really, our clients already do that for the most part. But, you know, you have some months where get in that slump and yeah this is a good way to um, just keep yourself more accountable and I've found that I've been more so I needed it myself so because it's hard when you teach a lot and then you just have to take that extra step because yes sometimes we don't get to work out as much as we would like to even though we yeah. teach all the time at the end of the year we're gonna have a big celebration and everyone will get to sign a bar that we will have in mm-hmm the studios and it's going to be red and it'll just be a lot of fun. Just a good way to celebrate everyone's successes by coming in and making themselves more accountable and healthier and you'll, everyone's going to feel so much better.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Super. Yeah. I'm excited. And I'm honestly really glad that we're doing an average of 15 because, (laughs) uh, I'm taking a bunch of time off in August and I'm pretty much going to have to take like 25 classes in July to hopefully keep on track Through August, so we'll see how that happens. But uh, yeah, no, I think like one of the things that's important to mention about the last two things that Emily and Christina talked about the pop ups and having the multi month challenge is that, like, with pop ups, you are bringing in hopefully some new prospects and getting some leads from those pop-ups. So that's hopefully bringing and generating in new clients that you can hopefully convert to long-term packages. But the multi-month challenge is really a retention for your existing clients. And I think we've mentioned this, especially with the podcast that we did with David Phillips about how to um, create like a lead generation strategy. I mean, you can't really bring in new leads without retaining your existing base so if you're letting people fall off the base and depleting your existing client base and then it doesn't really matter how many new people come in you're always going to be treading water you're always going to be you're not never going to be like growing if that makes sense so I think it's important to recognize that you know you kind of need to have a strategy to keep existing clients happy but then also generate interest to bring new people in and of course the pop-up Is kind of both because existing clients love a pop up because it's different, it's fun, and kind of breaks up the monotony of just taking class and that kind of thing. They can bring their friends maybe more easily and everyone can hang out um, afterwards, that kind of thing. But yeah, like since we just talked about like the three ways that we can kind of beat the summer slump in the studio for the business, I mean, what about like personally? Like, what are you doing yourself? Uh, to stay in the studio and avoid your own summer slump. I mean, right? Yeah, taking 25
1: classes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you we'll be here it all it day. day. Yeah, every, every day. day. We'll see
0: <laughs> how that works.
1: <laughs> I just, I'm, my biggest thing about Pure Bar and just about working out in general is consistency. So, absolutely, you're going to have swings of high times of working out and low times of working out also you're going to have swings of eating really healthy and Mm -hmm. you have swings of not eating so healthy so i think looking back taking a step back and looking at something on a bigger scale rather than on a daily scale or on a weekly scale so i really try to keep my schedule the same over the summer and i also allow some flexibility so when i go on vacation i probably am not going to take pure bar But I might still walk, I'm going to still walk the dog, I might still get out. If there's a, I do love to take, um, like if I'm somewhere that has a workout that I can't do in Winston-Salem, I'm going to try it and just give it a try. Um, but when I get back, I'm going to jump right back in. I never give myself a week to figure it out. Like, you jump right back in. I always do that. I do that with eating, and I do that with exercise. Yeah. And I think that's really important because there's no, like, oh, I'll do it on Monday. Like, no. When I get back, <laughs> whenever I'm ready or whenever yeah. I have time, whenever it's back into, like, the normal schedule, I try to jump right back mm-hmm. on my routine. And I think for me, somebody that... Can fall out of, ha- I can definitely fall out of habits easily, and trying to keep things as consistent as possible really helps. And also, I love to, eat, like in the summer, if we're talking about like food, I just love to eat fresh.
0: Oh, fresh yeah. It's so, food easy. In the summer. so, yeah. Like, so, cool, yeah. You should be eating, yeah.
1: you can eat so well in the summer. Like, eat all the fruit that's available right now. Yeah. You, you know, have fruit for dessert outside on the porch because it's so nice, and just take advantage <laughs> of. All those, like, delicious foods that are in season right now where in the winter, you know, you want to, like, sit back and eat soup and you're just not as into your food. It's just a totally different thing. So taking advantage of that in the summer is one of my favorite, favorite things and best ways to just stay healthy and stay on
0: track. Oh, yeah. And, like, going to the farmer's market. Yeah. You know, so fun. farmer's yeah.
1: market and you just make fun things that you don't make other times of the year and that's my favorite part.
0: Literally, like, the only time I want to eat salad is in the summer. (laughs) Yeah. Smoothies. Like, I have big on smoothies in the
1: summer, so, like, I'll get really creative with my smoothies. And then the winter, it's just, like, that's not what I want. So, it's, it's, like, a great chance to, like, just change up your routine as far as, like, what you're eating. Sure, I agree.
2: I have to have a routine because when I fall out of it, and I've gone through, like, times where periods of... Being out of it for a while and then starting back is so much harder so I finally got to the point where I'm like don't do that again Um, start back up if you fall off start up as soon as you can and get back on track because I know the first class back is always so hard if you haven't taken in a while Um, but I make sure I sign up in advance for class maybe even one or two more classes and I think I'll be able to get to just so I hold myself accountable that I will get in there and I've signed up and that teacher knows that I've signed up. So if I don't show up, they'll know. Um, so that's just a way just make it a part of your schedule, a part of your routine. And I find, I feel so much better. I'm happier just all around. Everything's better. I do a better job at work and just a happier person.
0: Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think just like, especially like with this challenge that we have going on, um, You know, I've got my, like, little key fob, so I'm checking off my times, like, I circle the dates that I plan on taking class, I sign up for those in advance, and then I know, oh, it's the 7th, I'm going to take class on the 7th, so I mark that off when I come in, and that is super helpful, because then I always literally have my schedule, uh, you know, at my fingertips, and... Once you keep looking at it, it's like, oh, man, like, I can't uh, – I've already circled it it's on the there, key. Yeah. yeah, it's already on there. I would, yeah. I would
1: mess it up completely if I had to, like, exit. Yeah. Like yeah. Re- totally yeah. It up. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: yeah. So definitely – good to create some goals for yourself if you don't have a challenge at your studio or where you work out I mean just create your own like there's no reason why you can't have your own challenge that does the same
2: thing as you that's a great way to hold yourself accountable
0: yeah yeah or just like change you know like try to eat one meal healthy a day or something or try to eat one healthy meal a week I mean what just start small and just build from there everything kind of starts from that first little change right all right. Well, I think like, you know, we talked about working out on vacation and staying healthy. And of course the point of vacation is to take time off and rest and I guess vacate your life or whatever. But so many people are actually like taking these vacations where the whole point is to work out or the whole point is to, you know, like get healthier or detox or whatever. And like, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that I mean if do you work out and try to eat healthy or are you just like oh like I'm on the beach drinking corona and like <laughs> I'll just worry about like eating healthy when I get back I mean what
2: I'm very much so if I'm on vacation which is not often yeah. when vacation. I'm on vacation I'm I mean I'll splurge, you know, I'll have a drink on the beach. I will not feel bad about it because i learned that. But I also, I I think it's very important you find balance. You can't go all out the whole Mm -hmm. time while you're on vacation. Um, And then you just don't feel very good. Yeah. So I'd say I definitely will have a beverage and I'll have something maybe I haven't had, I don't eat all the time, but it's all about balance for me when I'm on vacation. So then I think when you come back, it's not nearly as hard to get back in the swing of things. But I, I'll i go for a walk. Out maybe, you know, but I don't really go out of my way to do any crazy workouts. Now, that might change depending on where I go, but where I've gone previously is not sort of, you know, since I've been avid pure bar, you know, yeah. more. Yeah.
1: yeah. I might be the outlier here. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um, so I totally do, don't take vacation as a chance to, like, eat poorly not work out, those things to me are so part of my lifestyle that, like, I don't need a break from them. So, yeah. like, when I'm on vacation, you know, I mean, maybe I'll have an extra drink. Yeah. yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. Something like that. Because, like, yeah,
0: you're not having to get up. You yeah. Don't yeah I don't, you don't have to get an alarm. Like, yeah. I, yeah.
1: Sure, that, like, fourth drink sounds really good. But I'm not going to eat something that I don't normally eat. I'm going to probably actually try to eat healthier or just as healthy as I would at home. And exercise. I mean, I just want to keep up my activity. It doesn't necessarily mean that like if we have some kind of great thing planned on vacation, I'm not going to say no, I'm not going because I was going to go take pier Bar. But if I can work it into what I'm already doing, I'm absolutely going to do that. I love active vacations like out on the water, paddleboard. It's something where I'm getting some exercise but in a, in a more like functional, fun way. That sounds really great to me. Um, Christina kind of touched on like – I feel really terrible when I don't eat well so like if I'm yeah. on vacation and I'm not eating well I've apt, I have been on vacation and not eaten well and been miserable because you I feel and you can't time. enjoy your vacation yeah. <laughs> yeah and then it's just like you don't feel good and uh, so for me those lifestyle things stay the same and vacation is really just like a mental Yes. break or like just a change of scenery, a chance to, you know, I love being on the water. Like if we, if I can go up to some water and do different activities, I'm all about that. Go the mountains, go for a go hike. mountains. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and just yeah. get a change of scenery and a change of pace. Everything's a little slower. You can mm-hmm. wake up and read your book and relax. Mm-hmm. And that's for, that to me is what vacation's all about. It's not about changing like my lifestyle that. Yeah. No,
0: I totally agree as well. I mean, I think one of the things that I guess those of you that maybe haven't made this switch to clean eating, which I would define as, you know, not eating processed foods and, you know, trying to really cut back on, you know, like sugar, refined sugar, that kind of thing. Yeah, once you eat a lot of that, like you your body can't it's almost like you don't want it. Like and your body can't really perform at its best. Like you'll probably have a terrible headache. Yeah, I mean you might have physical symptoms including like nausea and like you're just gonna feel real bad so <laughs> like I feel like I just quoted an old uh, an old uh, coworker. feel real bad <laughs> um but yeah so yeah no I agree like I'll you know I might have like a dessert or just because like why not you're on vacation or yeah I might drink a little bit more because I'm not having to wake up and set alarms and that kind of thing. But a lot of the times when I'm traveling, I'm with a dog, so I do have to wake up early, and they get up early. So (laughs) Harper wakes up sometimes at 4 in the morning. Sometimes she sleeps until Mm 5. So, yeah, those dogs, they want to get up. They want to eat. They want to get at it. And, yeah, I, I think, like, you know, taking hikes. I'm going to Sedona in a couple weeks. Well, actually by the time this podcast airs, it might even be the, the week of. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing some hikes and, you know, getting outside. I'm probably, when I'm out of town, I usually don't take Pure Bar just because I just need a little bit of a break. When you, on the studio, everyone, I'm sure you can relate. You just need to kind of, take a little time away clear your head i'm sure emily and christina will uh be super excited because i always get my best ideas when i'm out of town so I'll, like texting you. I'll be texting you at random times and i'll be like, thr- take your
2: vacation you yeah i'll be, be always like have you had
0: fun today what are you doing like i'll be like i'll be like three hours uh, you know before you texting you <laughs> like i'll get And some. you're like Did you
1: take carolyn on vacation i'm like wait I haven't heard from her this much in three months (laughs) but I don't
0: know I can't explain it especially when I'm in the car like I'll be in the car and I'll be like oh my god I just had the most amazing idea like like I gotta get it out there but I gotta get out there otherwise I'll forget yeah so this is
1: your brain your brain is finally I think my yeah Yeah. stuff it's like starting to relax and it's like being creative again and all those ideas no
0: trust me I'm still having fun I'm still doing things but like I'll just be like so yeah, be prepared. I'll try not to text before your six AM. I was gonna say an set time difference. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. <laughs>
1: be nice. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, good times. All right. Well, I think we've kind of come to the end of our discussion today about how to beat the summer slump. So hopefully you got some good ideas about how not only to beat the summer slump in your studio. I know we talked about not switching to a summer schedule by consolidating classes because it really just confuses your clients or in any potential people. Maybe they heard about how you have this awesome class at 9:45 in the morning and it worked perfect for them and then it would work perfect for them in the fall and then they go to your schedule and they don't see it because you removed it like the bonehead that I was uh, four years ago but then also we talked about scheduling pop-ups and other community events Emily gave us an awesome list of equipment that we've been using as well as some tips on how to schedule those big events and really I mean I think it's really important to remember that You know, you don't want to have too many things going on in one month because then they'll all kind of suffer. So you really want to focus on, like, one thing and keeping in mind that your clients are probably going to need at least a two-week lead time so that you can properly market that event and have good attendance. And then also Christina mentioned that we try to schedule a multi-month challenge during the summer, which is super important in retaining your existing clients. We can never forget that the whole retention has two sides of the equation, you've got new clients and prospects that you're trying to bring in and convert and then also maintaining your existing client base by not having people drop off so can never forget the flip side to that equation as well so and then of course we gave our advice and kind of tips on how we beat our own summer slump how we stay in the studio and all the good food that we're eating and, uh, all those salads mm. that, uh, look so good when you go to the store and you see all that fresh produce. So I hope everyone has an awesome week. We will catch you next week. And yeah, I guess, uh, I'll have to update you on my big trip and it's one of many. So I'm pretty excited about that. And yeah, so check out, I've got, uh, probably put some pictures on my instagram so if you're interested in following us on instagram i'm at she's on her toes on instagram also on facebook hey uh emily and christina like do y'all want people maybe if they want to see what you're doing this summer and what you're up to yeah, what, how sure. can people find you on Instagram? You can come see all the dog pics. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to spell it. It's
1: at Gustafson E. So, at G-U-S-T-A-F-S-O-N-E. You can see food, pure bar, and dogs. I mean, <laughs> what, what else is what there? Else what else <laughs> is
3: there?
2: Mine is at CM Chavka. And I'll spell that as well. C-M-C-H-A-V-K-A. And I'm going to try to post more. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I need to actually post more that's pretty much it but mine's mostly dogs as well oh, that's, okay. Dog. Yeah. that's okay That's whenever in whenever it inspires yeah. you you know <laughs> yeah. no worries
0: awesome well good well I hope everyone enjoyed the episode enjoyed what we talked about today beating the summer slump if you did please leave a review we'd love to hear from you if you have any comments or any ideas on how you uh, beat your own summer slump either personally or in your business let us know we'd love to hear from you and thanks so much we will talk to you next week
3: It's okay to be private. It's okay to cry. It's okay to hold back or hold things inside. It's okay to scream, to release them, to be seen. It's okay to be seen. It's okay to be seen. It's okay to receive. It's okay to notice. To stop and to stare Cause the beauty It blinds you And holds you right there It's okay to listen One ear to the ground One ear to the sky Tree street or heart That you pound It's okay to giggle A little to yourself Cause the spirit as it enters us all. It's okay to okay sing uh, uh, it. In fact, it's encouraged. don't matter. For others to Uh, uh, All things for that matter uh, um, Go as uh, deep uh, as you uh, feel it In space, floating like grace, alone and together, one and yet still. An instant, an impulse, individual home beat sound. Sing itself, singing, self singing, self singing, self singing, itself singing, singing, singing. It's okay to pray, to be deep, to be light, to just breathe. It's okay to be exactly as you are yourself. To be deep, to be light, to just breathe It's okay to be exactly as you are yourself, yourself ha 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 ha